Hey, it's Candy. Did you know that I have a quiz to help coaches choose their niche? Yeah, I do. It's super popular and it has been taken more than 20,000 times. This is a fun quiz that takes you about two minutes to do, and it will probably give you way more clarity on choosing your best coaching niche. So now whether you say niche or niche, it's going to work for you. And if you're a coach and you have been stuck in niche indecision, wondering what to do, then you should take my quiz and find out what you learn. You can take the quiz today at coachnichequiz.com. That's coachnichequiz.com. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to She Coaches Coaches. I'm your host, Candy Motzek, and I'm going to help you find the clarity, confidence, and courage to become the coach that you are meant to be. If you're a new coach, or if you've always wanted to be a life coach, then this is the place for you. We're going to talk all about mindset and strategies and how-to, because step-by-step only works when you have the clarity, courage, and confidence to take action. Let's get started. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of She Coaches Coaches. I am so glad you're here. I've got a special roundtable episode for you. I have gathered together a group of experts, each with a lifetime of experience, and I have asked them one question. If you are going to give advice to a new coach starting their business, what is the one top tip? that you would share to help them, and one thing you would tell them to avoid. So I really enjoyed these conversations. Mm -hmm. These people are so interesting, and they have such diverse perspectives. You're going to want to listen carefully to all their responses. So again, this is the question. If you were going to give advice to a brand new coach, what one tip would you share to help them? And what one thing would you tell them to avoid? Now, I started with this question because there are so many tips and myths circulating around the internet about becoming a coach. Some of those tips work well, and others work only in theory. Now, you're going to hear from eight experts. They know what works from their own experience, so you're getting real valuable information. Now, my top tip This is one that I always share with new coaches is that the place to start and the place to focus is always to begin coaching. Yeah, coach as many people as you can. Coaching is a profession and the only way to be a powerful coach is to get experience. Some clients, you're only going to coach for one session. Others will be with you for weeks or even months at a time. Theory Reading books, practicing will help you fine tune, but get your hours in, help real people, learn where you can improve, and then then apply what you learn with that next client. Next, the one thing that I always recommend new coaches avoid is this, don't build a website, or rather, don't build a website right at the start. As a new coach, your time is best spent coaching people and inviting them to be your client, 
not choosing the right photos and domain name and writing website copy. Websites are a valuable tool and they are a must for any coach. And they can be costly and they can take a chunk of time and energy. So instead of spending your time and money on a website at the beginning of your business, spend that same energy on clients and coaching and building your clientele. Then once you've been coaching for a while, you're going to be so much clearer about who you are as a coach and how you help your clients and what specific results you help them get. Then creating a website will be so much easier. All right. So now let's hear it from all the other experts. Hey, Donna, how are you? I'm great, Candy. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Listen, I would love to ask you this question. If you were going to give advice to a new coach who was just starting out, what's the one top tip that you would share to help them? And one thing that you would recommend that they avoid? For me, as an avowed Technosaurus Rex, and starting very late in life, I launched my business when I was in my mid-60s. And so um, social media, if you, if you don't feel confident with social media, if you haven't been on it a lot or used it and you're using that for marketing and um, getting your message out there as most people do today, get all of your ducks in a row before you launch with that. Have a number of um, suggestions and solutions and cues and clues for your clients already lined up. And if you're not confident about doing that, hire a VA for a day to do it for you. That would have saved me literally years of anxiety on social media. And I, I don't um, pretend to be an expert at it now. And I finally have hired a VA better late than never. Wow. That's incredible. And isn't that, isn't that so common that we think that we, you know, we'll sort of figure it out as we go along. And that one small investment can make such a long-term difference. Oh, thank you for that. Hey, Elisa, I have a question for you. If you were going to give advice to a brand new coach, somebody who is just starting out, what is the one top tip that you would share to help them? And the one thing you would tell them to avoid? Oh, uh, I would think the advice would be to, to trust the process and to like, keep going. Don't give up because there's going to be ups and downs and you just need to, yeah, to, to not get up and show up every day and keep doing what you got to do. And, you know, you have good days and bad days and there'll be days where you're like, lots of people sign up to your things or whatever, and or so many things and other days where it won't. And, uh, and I think that you just got to kind of be okay with that. Um, but yeah, just, just keep going. And don't give up because we all know that so many, so many entrepreneurs can give up. And so, and I see that a lot in coaching, you know, a lot of people um, don't put themselves out there or, or get it going and just kind of retreat from it. And I just think, oh, but if you, you know, keep going, keep going, like, you know, have confidence in yourself and, and believe in yourself that you can do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thing that I would tell them to avoid uh, would be to choose your circle wisely, to, um, be surrounded by people who lift you up, you know, and people that are also like learning and growing, you know, if you have like a, a sort of an entrepreneur kind of little community to, um, yeah, to, to, to choose that wisely. Cause it, there can be some people that can really bring you down or maybe some people that, yeah, like 
aren't trying as hard or the, you know, the procrastinators or there's always have an excuse or something like that. Sometimes having all that negativity can, can really affect you. And so I think it's good to be around those positive people who are also like kind of moving at the same sort of velocity that you are. And also like with other people, maybe who are like a few steps ahead, so you can aspire to them and, and get motivated by them. But yeah, choose it wisely because yeah, you want, you want to, um, it can be really tough. And so you want to be surrounded by people that lift you up and, and, that you can really like confide in. I love that. So don't give up, just keep going and then choose wisely, choose your, choose your circle. And it reminds me of, you know, that saying that you're sort of um, the product of the five people that you spend the most time with. Right. And somebody said to me earlier this week, and I thought this was fascinating. So choose your podcasts wisely. Because when you're listening to podcasts all the time, you're actually in a relationship with the host. And so if that host kind of irritates you or is always on a downer or is always like just finding the problems with the world, again, that's part of your circle. So just like you were saying, Elisa, I 100% agree. And it's not just your friends and um, you know your peers, but it's like what you consume too. Mm-hmm. Entirely in the same. Yeah, I've seen that a lot with people in social media as well, right? And you've heard of like the wrong side of TikTok and like there's a lot of stuff out there that you want to, yes, be surrounding yourself with that mm-hmm. positivity, yeah. right? I love that about the podcast. That's so true. Because if you're, yeah, if it's the thing that you listen to every day, what, what are you feeding yourself, right? What is going yeah. into your head? Yeah, it really made me think too. Yeah, it really made me think. So Mia, if you were going to give advice to a new coach, somebody who is just starting out, what is the one top tip that you would share to help them? And what one thing would you recommend that they avoid? Yeah, it's funny. I had an answer to this. And as you were saying the question, I was like, oh my gosh, I have a totally different answer, which is, I think what I would recommend first is practicing being proud of the fact that you're a coach like really embody being a coach. And that just comes from me not saying that out loud for many years, even after I would have called myself a coach. So, you know, and I think that happens to more coaches than just me. So that would be the first thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the thing that I would avoid is as much as possible (laughs) is just get really clear that I'm building my own coaching practice and really be conscious of shiny objects. So shiny objects are real. They're everywhere. I feel like coaches are a very marketed to group of humans. (laughs) So it's like just in order to do that, staying really focused on what it is I'm creating and what could really support me in that. Mm -hmm. So because I need to ask what I I love the first part that you said about sort of really settling into your belief that you're a coach and actually being proud that you're a coach. And I think I can see a lot of truth there. Why do you think we have problems sort of owning that role title mission? Like, why do you think that is? Yeah. I I mean, I think a lot of us who become coaches have, it's not usually our first rodeo, right? So we're becoming coaches from something else. And I mean, I know a lot of coaches who've like, we're doctors and lawyers and like things that 
needed a lot of education, <laughs> you know, like uh, they, they did a lot of things, therapists, right? I know a lot of therapists who decided that coaching was a better modality to serve the people that they really wanted to serve. And so I feel like there, you know, is a little bit of a reputation going on somehow that maybe this is you know, less than, or you've settled for, like, I don't know what it is, but I, and it's funny because as I'm saying that out loud, I'm like, that's not really what I was struggling with. But also I feel like when I said it out loud at the beginning, I couldn't explain what I did very well. So then people will be like, what, like, what does that mean? You know, do you coach soccer? And I'm like, oh no, 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 <laughs> no. Like that is not what we do. Um, so, so I think it's just when, when you're, it's at the beginning we're not necessarily trained. So maybe this is the first thing I would do. Um, we're not necessarily trained to really communicate what it is that we do, the transformation that we're here to um, serve. And I actually think that's a great step in, in stepping into that role um, mm -hmm. is really getting clear on what it is that you do and how you're here to help the yeah. people who you're here to serve. Yeah. And just as you're describing all this, I'm thinking of all the different, it, it's kind of like Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. Like coaches are kind of like that too, right? Like there's so many different kinds of coaches. And then you've got pure coaching where we ask the questions and we hold the space and we allow the client to, you know, bring the answers from within. And then there's this huge variety of and consulting or coaching and mentoring. And I think most people haven't experienced coaching, so it's really challenging yes. to describe it, right? Yes, 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 exactly. Yeah. Hmm. But I do find that the more I step into it, and I, I feel like there's probably a lot of layers to that, the more it translates, you know, to the next person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it yeah. is valuable to like do that work, I think. Yeah. And and then also the the more people that experience coaching, like I would never say to a lawyer, well, I don't understand what you do. You would just say, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> right. And you were like, okay, right. right? Like you wouldn't ask, yes. you have an assumption to what it is, right? Monique, if you were going to give advice to a brand new coach, somebody who is just starting out, what is one top tip that you would share with them? And one Thing that you would tell them to avoid at all costs? So I love this question. The first thing I think is to understand the difference between what a coach is and what a mentor is. Coaches are able to ask the right questions so that it empowers the people that they're working with. And a mentor is someone who's been to where you want to go and can help you get there and hold your hand every step of the way. So the tip I would give to a new coach is to find a mentor that can help them and walk with them every step of the way so that they are supported and encouraged at every moment on the journey. Mm, I love that. And what would you ask them to avoid or what would you give them that hot tip to avoid? I would say the thing to avoid the most is to avoid 
telling yourself you don't know what you're doing. I think that a lot of times when we're learning something new or we're having a new experience, we become concerned with what we don't know and the fear of somebody finding out that we don't know what we think we should know. So I would, I would, I would tell them to avoid trying to be perfect and Mm -hmm. to take themselves right off the hook and trust their instincts and their heart. Because if you're a coach, it's because you want to serve. And so I think we all have instincts that are, that are gifts that are ready to be used. Nancy, if you were going to give advice to a new coach who was just starting out in their business, what is the top tip that you would share with them and the one thing you would tell them to avoid? Well, I think as a new coach, it's very important to understand who you want to serve and why. Whatever you do, you need to be passionate about it and you need to be in a position to uh, communicate with people in a way that inspires them. A lot of times I find coaches will fall in love with a topic and they want to coach people on that topic, whether they need it or not. (laughs) And I think it's very important that we meet people where they are, but also that we really do a little research and be sure that what we are going to offer is something that solves a problem for people and solves a problem that they're willing to pay to solve. And without those two components, your chances of having a lucrative and successful coaching business fall quite rapidly. Yeah. So my tip I think would be to do the research and not to be so enthralled with the latest tool that you've learned or the latest uh, assessment you've you know, fallen upon, but to really understand who your niche is, what are the issues they're wrestling with, how does your experience and your expertise help them with that, and then the, the litmus test is really, you know, are they willing to pay to solve that problem? Right. I love that. Good, solid advice. And what one thing would you tell them to avoid? Avoiding, let's see. Um, Avoid working for just anybody. Avoid falling into the trap of being, you know, somebody that responds to every little request that comes along. Really set up your velvet ropes and understand who you're here to serve. Because when you're trying to be something for everybody, you end up doing none of it really, really well. And I think you can fall into the trap of mediocrity because you aren't really honing your skills and using them. So, you know, as much as if you're a heart-centered coach, you want to help everybody, but we're not meant for everybody. There's a certain group of people that we will magnetize to naturally. And it's important that we recognize that and avoid trying to just be everything to everybody because that doesn't serve anyone. Yeah. And really this trying to be everything to everybody just comes from that place of fear. You know, when you're a new coach and you're not full, you're not fully booked yet. You're not really making income yet. You're kind of a little bit nervous. And so I think it's really easy for new coaches to fall into that. And so I would agree with you. And then also like 
just be aware that you might be a little bit afraid and have faith that actually the more you go to that, you know, group of people and that problem that you can help with, the faster your calendar will fill, the faster you'll be getting off to the races. Absolutely. And it'll happen organically, almost by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. If you're really yeah. able to help somebody, they're going to spread the word. And that's really the best way to fill up your coaching calendar. Oh, Nina, I have a question for you. If you were going to give advice to a new coach, somebody who's just starting out, what is the one tip that you would share with them? And what one thing would you ask them to avoid? To be honest, if I would start all over, what I would do is I would try to get help as soon as possible. And depending on your situation, help could be a coach, could be a biz bestie, or could be a VA, but someone who could help you understand that you are not alone and understand what you are going through. Because when I started my business, I wanted to do everything by myself because I thought that, I mean, this goes way back because I was a stay-at-home mom for more than five years And I had a hard time asking for help because I thought that I'm not going to be a good mother if I'm going to ask for help. And I think that I started the business with the same mentality that I'm not going to be a good entrepreneur if I'm going to ask for help. Mm. But then, And isn't that the thing, right? How we do one thing is how we do everything. So if you think you're going to, if you think that you have to do it all on your own, no wonder it showed up in your business as well as in your home life. Yes. Yes. And I think that actually I wanted to do everything by myself because I wanted to prove myself that I'm good, that I'm capable But then I saw that actually I started my business just with this desire that I could help other moms grow their businesses. And along the way, I found amazing clients and biz besties and coaches. And I realized that actually, how is that saying that it takes a village to grow a baby well yeah. I think it's the same it takes a village to grow a business and it's so much easier to do it when you have someone by your side Susan really grateful that you're here helping me with these questions if you were going to give advice to a new coach somebody who was a new entrepreneur just starting with their business what is the one top tip that you would share to support them And what one thing would you do or explain to them to help them avoid a pitfall? Okay. Um, I'd say one of the top tips of something you should do is know your why. Know it very well because there will be ups and downs. There will be times when you need to push through your comfort zone and do something 
that's beyond what you've had to do in the past or, or times when you might have a disappointment. And if you know your why and you keep going back and looking at that, that helps you get through. You remember why you're going through this and why you're running the business you're running. As yeah. far as uh, what to avoid, um, one of the biggest pitfalls that I see in my business are women who undervalue themselves and underprice their services. Um, you need to know, know your value, know your experience and what you bring to the table, the benefits that you can provide to your client and realize how valuable that truly is to that client. It's not what you think is valuable for you, but what is valuable to the client and the pricing, you know, what would they be willing to pay to be able to make that change or get that information from you? I think that that's a really good point because as coaches and, and online entrepreneurs, we so often get into this trying to equate dollars and hours and trying to go down that math path, you know, 12 hours at this much per hour is this number. But really what we're offering is that solution, right? So the result that that person wants and the sort of the long-term value of receiving that result too. You know, like say you had somebody that wanted to change careers. Well, it might take how many hours to get a good strategy together, but what's the value of a new, more satisfying career at a higher salary, right? Do you find that that, um, that sort of comes into how you speak with your clients as well? Um, most definitely. If you're not happy with what you're doing, it doesn't matter how much money you're making. And if you're a coach, you know, you're in a coaching business, um, the value of that transformation that you can provide for your client based on your story and your experience can be unlimited. Hi, Wendy. So I have this question. If you are going to give advice to a new coach now, I get it that you don't necessarily work specifically with coaches in that way, but a new entrepreneur who is starting their business, what is the top tip that you would share with them to help them out? And what one thing would you suggest that they avoid? The first thing I would suggest is that they be intentional with their time. As an entrepreneur, there are lots of things you could do with your time and understanding how those pieces fit together to make you the most value is the tip I would share. In making flex work, I go through the evaluation method. That method is a four-step process for intentionality with your time. The E stands for every minute counts or every hour counts or every day counts. The idea is know what you're doing. My engineering background would say uh, that we would do a time study for those entrepreneurs that aren't technical, it's just journaling your time. So it's fine. Knowing what you're doing allows you to make choices about it. V in eval is around valuing optimized work. So understanding what are those skills you don't have that you need and actually investing time learning how to do those things so they don't take you so much time and then figuring out which skills you don't have that you don't need to learn and figuring out who to outsource them to. The A is assessing the expectations, really understanding what do you want from yourself and from your business? What are the nice to haves? What are the requirements? 
And then the L is leveraging small changes. In leveraging small changes, it is the idea of slowly turning the dial, playing around, doing a little R&D with yourself. What times are better for you to get certain tasks done? For myself, I like focused work in the morning and collaborative work in the afternoon when my brain starts to, to drop. Um, it could mean getting up 30 minutes earlier in the morning gives you fuel because you're a morning person, or it could mean that I need that extra 15 minutes with my cup of coffee so that I can be more productive in the morning. By making small changes, you can test it out and then undo it if it doesn't happen. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much for joining me for this special roundtable episode. I was so pleased to interview these amazing experts who each bring such a wealth of experience. Tune in next week. I've got more exciting episodes coming your way. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening today. Please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Also, I would love to hear from you. Did something that I say resonate? What else would you like to learn about? Click the link in the player and leave a comment on the post. This is going to give me great ideas for future episodes so I can help you best. Join me again next week for more coaching, support, and teaching to help you become the confident coach you are meant to be.